0: Okay, so we normally only have one guest on the Applied Theatre Podcast, but today we have three. Would you be able to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role in Tribe House Theatre Company?
1: Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Shanubi, Shanubi Ruth Bailey. Um, I'm the creative producer for Tribe House um, I've come from a theatre background, musical theatre background, Um, uh, went specifically into dance um, and then sort of found my way to theatre through Tribe. So,
2: yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'll fire off next. Um, So, I'm Stefan Livingston, I'm the wellbeing lead at Tribe. Um, My background's actually in psychology, um, working with uh, adolescents. Um, in sort of different spaces, so everything from the youth offending team to social care to CAMS, um, and really focusing on how we can improve outcomes for young people who are maybe considered um, maybe more challenging. Um, And um, yeah, I think talking with the team now um, about the prospect of bringing sort of mental health and wellbeing uh, together with theatre is a really nice sort of, means of, of of positive expression self-expression uh, it really caught my interest um, and that's kind of how we got here today and i'm currently a medical student so we'll be a little bit different going
3: forward um
2: but yeah no yeah yeah
3: yeah that's that's how we kind of got to here really cool. and i'm philip i'm the artistic director of tribe house theater uh, my background is has always been working with young people community groups and also theater professionals So an amalgamation of all of those uh, groups of people um, has led towards me uh, starting up and working alongside my amazing colleagues at Tribe House.
0: Mm. And for you, Philip, I know we've spoken before, Tribe House seems like a natural evolution in your career, but how did the company come together?
3: Yeah, so Tribe House was something in terms of the existence of the group that had been something that I'd always had in my mind for like the last, at least the last six years or so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so previously, I'd I'd worked in Birmingham, where I started up a company, um, but I was really keen to start a company in London specifically, just it being my hometown, um, and it also being a a, a biggest city in terms of, uh, in terms of people, and the need for this kind of work, the kind of work that we do. Um, to be to be back at home. So, um, it was during, specifically, um, during the the, 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 George, the killing of George Floyd, um, that I had a lot of time to sort of think to myself about when was the appropriate time to sort of try and give it a go. And it felt like that, that felt like a catalyst, that event, felt like a catalyst to like really reach out to young black men. Um, you know, this is like the height of the pandemic. Um and then this situation happened. So I was thinking about like isolation and then also the like manipulation of of people and and you know and, and, and black bodies and there just being a need for a group that exists to make people belong. Because this was a time where like social media was like completely divided and split on opinion on this case. You know, you had people putting up like, black squares on their like Instagrams and but at the same time, you also had some black people wondering if that was enough. And then you had the emergence of like um, black organizations and black led companies sort of having an emergence of let, letting everyone know that they exist against people who were also equally like questioning why these things are happening. So there was just a lot politically and socially happening. Um, and so it just, yeah, just felt like the right time to go, you know what, there's there's a real need for this right now, um, not just because of the killing of George Floyd, but just socially where we were at, um, in terms of providing a space for young black mentor, to thrive and just be nurtured. Um, because actually during, there were like some really alarming statistics that like during the pandemic specifically, in terms of stop and search um, regarding black people, it was on like an, an all time high, which was like really, really alarming. So it was like thinking like the outside world is quite scary, but also being in the inside world is quite scary because we're isolated. But if I'm isolated and I go outside, I'm being isolated in another type of way. Um, and so that that was the spark really, um, to enact on something that I'd thought about for years. I think timing wise, um, it, 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 yeah, it felt like the right time. So I spoke to, I just, I mentioned it to both, both Shinubi and Stefan and they had both, um Kindly said, like whatever you're wherever you're going with this, like I'm interested and I'm I'm fully involved and committed. So, that's that's
0: how the group formed. And Stefan and Shanubi, what were your interests in joining Tribe House and starting this company?
1: Well, for me, I think I've shared a lot of similar. Um, Thoughts and visions that Phil that Philip has, um, mainly in, in dance though, so so not necessarily in theatre. But I've always wanted to do something for um, young black men and women um, through dance. So when he approached me with the idea of doing doing this with with young black men, I was I was like, this is so in line with something that I've I've always wanted to do. And if anyone's going to make it happen, it's going to be Philip Morris. So I was so excited to just get involved in whatever way he, he needed me. Um, and like he said, it just felt like in terms of what was going on in, in the world at the the time, it just felt like the right time to make it happen. Um, because someone like me, I'll, I'll have all these thoughts, have all these ideas, but we'll never find, you know, the right time to, to, to actually make it happen. So it just felt like it all happened at the right, at the right moment. So I was really, really, um, Uh, just yeah appreciative of of Philip coming to me with uh, letting me know about this idea and so enthusiastic from then up until now um about where it could go and seeing where it's gone from that moment from that simple whatsapp message that he sent about this is what I want to do seeing it from grow from then till now has been a real real blessing and it's it's definitely like it's so much bigger than I ever would have imagined it to be like it's 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 already come such a long way and I'm not surprised at how far it's gone, but I'm just really like impressed with how quickly it's moved, how, how much um, recognition it's gained already. Um, And it just makes me so excited for what's to come in the future. Um, And I feel so grateful to be part of such an amazing and um, enthusiastic and passionate team as well. Mm.
2: Um, So me and Phil had spoken kind of um, for quite a bit um, about well, not under the name of tribe, but just just this kind of thing about spaces for, for for particularly young black men, especially those from complex um, or challenging backgrounds. Um, and I think, given my personal background, working in uh, the likes of CAMs, working with um, young people who who are involved in offending behaviour, it was really quite interesting. It, it really caught my attention. Um, and you know in cams um, more often uh, there are the use of artistic creative um, and drama therapies sort of being used quite widely um, particularly in the camp service that i was in in surrey Um, and i thought actually holden we're not just this isn't just interesting because it's interesting it's also interesting because there is actual research to, to 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 support the 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 benefits of of using creative approaches um to being so i think that caught my attention um at quite 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 a lot um and and the prospect of um you know i'm in a sort of a bit of a more academic world generally but actually the principle of improving um exposure representation and engagement of of black people in general um, into particular spaces um, is something that's really important for me. So I think whether it's medical school or or, or within areas like psychology or things like theater which actually is is a really beautiful uh, area for for young people to get involved in, um, that that really grabs me. Um, And I think, when we're like at the moment, there's there is such there is like there is growing engagement uh, with with people from black of black heritage in the theatre. But I think for us, one thing is about the types of stories that, that that we tell. And I think one thing that I remember Phil talking about is being passionate about showcasing the best of the community, the strengths of the community. So it, the the angle is 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 about building strength building resilience building building a positive representation um of of young black men um who also come from potentially really challenging backgrounds um it's it really really appealing really really appealing so um yeah it fills my bro so once there's something we can overlap on I was like always gonna 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 try and get involved and see see what we could do really and it, it's 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 really exciting. It is really, really, really exciting.
0: Um, it is super exciting. And that's why I was so enthusiastic about getting you onto the podcast to talk about the work that you do. How would you best describe that work for somebody that knows nothing about Tribe House? Who are you and what is it that you do? Um. So we,
3: I'd say like the, the key headlines of what we do is that we, as a company, we celebrate we celebrate commonality. Um, we celebrate stories, um, and we we also like just 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 celebrate like each other individually, like. And so, I, I'm often like I'm often asked like, why tribe, why like why what what's that about, and, and why is it swept with why, <laughs> um, which I, I really enjoy because there. The reality is um, every social group is, 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 is a type of tribe because they have a, a commonality. Um, if four of us are to be massive fans of football, we understand some of the, the terminologies. We understand some of the like intricacies and the nuances, which is a really that special thing. And so with, with Tribe House, like we just celebrate the fact that one, on one surface, obviously they're all identified as young black men. But actually within that, and that's, that's one surface, but there are things like food and, 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 and particular social events and old stories that they know or sayings from their parents and stuff that makes them feel like they are, to make them realize actually that they are, they're a part of uh, history. They're a part of um, time. And also in terms of being, being theater makers as well. Like they're all theatre makers. That's, that's a whole other surface. And so like, yeah, so we, we celebrate commonality. Um, we celebrate uh, difference as well. So like as a commodity, they all have different upbringings and different stories and ways of getting in and, 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 and ways of expressing themselves. Um, and so like, we focus a lot on the individual, like what, how can we champion people? you know, I mean? and, and support their artistry. Um, so we, there's kind of like branches of like what we do, but yeah, I'd say we, we, we celebrate commonality, uh, we celebrate differences and we celebrate individuality. Like those are our, and I think that's quite unique in that sometimes it's all solely ensemble. It's all about the group doing everything at the same time or on the other side, it's only about the individual, but we're trying to do a bit of both actually um, and celebrate ourselves as well. Um, because it's not often that for them, for all for people, uh, for even like the Royal Court Sick that they see a company made of young, young black artists within our own right. Like Stefan uh, you know, works really closely with mental health. He's an artist in his practice. Like when he does his, like he would go into that later, but like he does like mindfulness techniques and stuff that's like essential to like performing and, and living. And you know what I mean? And Shinobi's a creative pro- producer. Like, there's this, there's, there is always um, a creative engine behind everything that we do. And so, like, we, we relish in the idea of there being a new type of structure. Do you know what I mean? In terms of executive decisions, they're made across the board. It's not me. You know, don't, I'm an artistic director. It's not that all the decisions are made by me, it's not at all like we're all a, a leveled consortium. Um, of people so yeah I think um it's been really refreshing to own that and we've had like such amazing responses from companies and people who are like we love your structure we love what you do it's so different it's so refreshing um we're not we are here to speak about pain but we're also like we are here to celebrate just mm-hmm. to, to, to celebrate the people that we work with um experience or no experience Do you know what i mean the fact that they yeah engage with tribe is is a victory
1: yeah it, it also helps them realize the the lengths that they can go to as well because just thinking back to um one of the participants that got involved in in our recent project um when they sent us their feedback after the project um They were saying things like, you know, I'd I'd never written before. I didn't think I would I would be interested in writing, and now and now I'm, you know, I want to take that further. Now I feel like a creative, and for me, that's that is so important as 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 part of part of tribe and part of the process is to feel like you're actually you know a creative like you 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 are it's already there but to to have that realization um is that sort of next step and then whether it's through tribe or not but just taking that with them as they progress onto their journey and for me as well what i love so much about what we do is that we're obviously we're um um you know facilitating young black men but we're ultimately ultimately contributing to diversity within the industry so they're, they're going on to to be in other spaces as well, not just with Black people, but in other spaces. Look at the fact that we're, you know, one of the first associate companies to be a um, fully, uh, fully Black um, company in Royal Court. Um, you know, it's, it's about things like that. It's about contributing to diversity, bringing us, bringing people like us into those spaces um, and um, bringing their talents as well. So for me, it's about, it's just, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just it doesn't you know, necessarily start and end in tribe, but it's where they can go after that um, as well that is, is really important.
0: It is. And I think that that is one of the, the best things about the work that we do is this aim to cultivate pathways. Like it's such a wonderful wow. thing that we get to experience and, and aspire to achieve for the participants that we work with because not only do we see the work that we deliver and achieve with participants on this kind of um, present Mm -hmm. level where we've just delivered it, we've seen the value of it, but we then may get to experience it when we speak to those participants again, six months down the line. But then, like, to then think that in five years, 10 years, 15 years, the young people that we've worked with will be within this industry and hopefully taking it and shaping it and responding to the times that they live in. Like that's, I find that so rewarding, really, really rewarding. Um, could I ask what is the demographic of participants that you typically work with and what are some of the approaches that you use? Yep. Um,
3: so our demographic is 16 to 25. Um, reasons being are, um, according to reports from the Centre of Mental Health, there is a, there tends to be a uh, deterioration in mental health post-secondary school that is quite common within young black men. But these are due to things such as like racism, poverty, um, and other social constructs. And so it's a really sensitive age um, that if you are, not necessarily that you have to be academic, um, but the fact the facts are the facts. Um, in that in terms of the support needs, um, they are not often met um, beyond that age and you you, you know, if you don't sk- sort of fend for yourself and find your own way to maybe college or, you know, and beyond, um, that tends to be a really, a, re- a really dark patch and so we really believe in like, early intervention. Um, and so we, our aim is just to provide, simply provide a space for young black men to explore theatre, whether they've never experienced it before, whether they've done a couple of shows before, whether they're in drama school, like we, um, all experiences are valid of that because there's always going to be some form of oppression of some form, whether it's financially or socially. Um, And so we, we, we put on programs to help develop and nurture them. And so in terms of what that looks like and what that consists of, um, we will focus on a topic, that we will like zoom in on and look at different ways of expressing that. So um, in our most recent um, project, the theme we focused on was joy um, and the different aspects of joy and the things that bring us joy and make us feel that internally, externally and you name it. Um, And so each day we brought in different types of uh, forms and mediums that they can choose to um, as a toolkit to express themselves. So we brought in, um, we brought in someone from the literary department to speak about writing. We brought in two rappers um, to give them a workshop on that. To also explore spoken word, um, we sort of spoke about the different avenues of joy. We spoke about food, and there was a lovely thing regarding the commonality of food and the food that they can they connect with. and It being a really like communal space where people think of like their uncles for in a party or a wedding or you name it. And then we kind of kept building. So we went to, um, we spoke about an event that brought you joy. What place were you? Who was there? Um, and then we actually, uh, we spoke about pain, which was a really interesting, um, juxtaposition, but how, how a painful process has led some of them to a joyous place, which is really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, we, and, and our joy in terms of expressing who you are was something that we looked at as well, um, which led to each day there being some type of like sharing of that. And so we collated and gathered all of their content and then created a showcase, um, a showcase slash sharing at the end of the week, um, which is really, really powerful. Um, and so our aim is to kind of just respond to the room, like whatever, whatever themes are popping up in the room, whatever they want to speak about or express. We just like really listen to them, um, and then and, and support anchor them and support them in further expressions.
0: Yeah. And following on from that process, Philip, does that then lead to a product like a sharing, or what? What is your ideal outcome or aim from the time that you spend with those participants?
3: Yeah, we we always in our in our artistic planning we always aim that. Aim for there to be um, sh- the uh, the shared learning, um, like the the end product of sh- you know showing what tools they've been given have led them to. Um, that's like really essential in our practice from an evaluative process because um, we wanna we want to keep on like checking in with 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 our programs and how they're doing and like and and actually checking on the impact that it's making um and if ever it wasn't making enough of impact we need to sort of go back to the drawing boards um but like video documentation for us is such a a useful tool and another i would say more a much newer way of evaluating from having a bunch of papers and having score charts and all of that kind of stuff where we're really interested in 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 holistically trying to change things we're trying to like give everything a bit of a facelift um in, in terms of the traditional, you know, way of capturing data and information and journey, it's 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 really mundane to have these pieces of paper, um, and and it's not that it doesn't have its place, but how can you truly track one's journey when they, uh, when actually verbally expressing how they've felt about something suits them best, rather than the comprehensive aspect of writing a few paragraphs, do you know, what I mean, or whatever it might be. So, yeah, capturing data is really important to us in, in, in all forms. And so we always try and film stuff.
2: I think I think what's really difficult is, you know, when as a for any service, when you're trying to kind of show that what you do has value, um, you know, you're asked to do things like outcome stars and sometimes things that don't necessarily Truly reflect an impact on different types of communities. So, when working, the previous role working with children who used to go missing from home um, regularly, uh, one thing, you know, we asked to produce, you know, outcome styles where, you know, you kind of had to get numbers that showed uh, a a kind of arbitrary improvement in, in different domains of a young person's life. But actually, the real impact of what you're going to do, if you've got a if you've got someone who's going through a, a range of different things, six weeks of intervention, twelve weeks of intervention at the time, the the outcomes are in my opinion very questionable. But if over you know a year, two years, three years, five years, what you're doing has longer term impact, and I know that's can, might be challenging to, to kind of capture. That's where I think kind of that gold standard is. If, for the young people that we work with, um, thinking back to the programme that we just um, done with Royal Court, there was one particularly young person who had never done anything in theatre before. Um, and, you know, initially we could say, oh, we could ask some questions around, oh, did you find Tribe useful? What did you like, what didn't you like? Um, going forward, would you consider a future, would you consider theatre, et cetera? That captures a very short-term kind of, um, shortcut a picture but if in five years that young person is uh, making a way for themselves within theater or any kind of creative field, I think we've done um, uh, had a really positive impact and and kind of beyond that there's also the things um that we do within the program um, to kind of expose um those young people to content around mental health. And that's not to say that we're a mental health service, we're not, but they're, they're exposing them to ways of managing feelings of anxiety, depression, often what you have within within, within lots of different groups, but it's something that I've noticed among, amongst particularly young black men is that mental health becomes a term, mental well-being becomes a term. That is often used to describe someone who can't cope, can't manage, can't be functional. It's a sign of weakness. There, there are so many emasculating, um, uh, or, or better than that, disempowering connotations to 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 mental health and well-being that the people that we work with don't recognise that what they are experiencing are symptoms of um difficulty um uh, and, and that inevitably leads to young people not engaging with support services until much later down the line that symptoms that they may have been having that might have been quite readily manageable treatable um become much more complex um because they're left to to, to uh, in an unmanaged state um, and i think that is also sort of some of this really important um, that, that, we, that we try to bring, um, like, at the last program we went through some grounding techniques, which is something I quite like, um, mainly, really, for people who are experiencing anxiety, it can be used for people who uh, may experience dissociation, but again, I'm not saying we're, we're you know, uh, a specialist mental health service, but it can be helpful to recenter yourself, essentially. And the way that young people engaged in it, um, and trusted the process of, of what they were doing. Young people who probably, if, if someone in school said, oh, yeah, let's do grounded kind of techniques of mindfulness, I'd be like, nah, man, allow it, I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? But actually, it's creating a space where, because of the different things that we're trying to bring in, it actually feels quite safe um, um, to, to to explore and just get an, an idea and an understanding of what, what does what does good, bad, challenging mental health and well-being, what does it actually look like? Why is it that I get a kind of a physical um, response? Like why am I always climbing up or sweating when different things happen? Oh, I, don't, I, oh, I I always thought that was just calm, like I'm fine, I'm calm. But actually, no, you, it's anxiety. And and, and 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 if that happens um, repeatedly, is that something that we that we maybe need to think about? Can we find ways of of you still feeling empowered? Yeah, take let's take away work on those stigmas. Still feeling empowered, but actually you're gonna you're gonna be on top of this, so that it's not something that you know is plaguing you, plaguing you, plaguing you until one day, you know, you know you have something maybe a, a little bit more 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 challenging um, come up.
0: So, yeah, that's so insightful, Stefan, and I think that that is one of the most attractive qualities of your company mm. besides your own individual skill bases, like to to be able to have a creative arts company that has a well-being lead and a practitioner who is completely focused on the the psychological aspects of what's going on within the room. And what just to ask within the team, what are some of the most interesting things about that marriage between your practices that you found? what is it is there anything that you think oh actually that's really interesting that you know that or you do this or i if i if
2: i go for i think what's really cool is that actually um these guys don't realize how much they already do that is used in other areas of health and well-being like there are so many little techniques that i've seeing Phil working with the group, I'm like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. And they have different labels. And I'm like, oh it's like, it's 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 really quite cool. Um and actually I think the difference is really just it's just about how you tie it tie it together. But the 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 quality of the work is really quite powerful. Um and I think I've always described myself as someone who's not creative. I still think I'm about as creative as a slice of apple pie. But um but it, it, it's nice it's nice to even just see how these guys think because it is different but it's different in a cool way like it's very very broad, and i know i can be like oh this is this da, 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 da. and actually like it's nice to hear like different ways of, of thinking
1: uh, yeah i think they complement each other really nicely um being in the space at royal court you know with the project we just did it was like this. I say simple things like like the games we did to get to know to get to know the group and things like that. Yes, that's that's working creatively, but it essentially provided them with that sort of. We provided a safe space for them to then share with us those stories that came out of them, because some of them, un, unprovoked, went quite deep in what they shared with us, and I think having that creative outlet. Um, in the ways that we did enabled them to do that. They felt like they could express themselves even more freely than they probably would have at the beginning of the session before we even started. So I think having that that um, I, I, think, I just feel like one complements the other really well, and and vice versa. And it's really nice to have someone in the team who can sort of support that in the way that it, um, in the way that it needs to be. Because as a creative, I don't know. I, I mean, I know about well-being in the sense of my own well-being if that makes sense but having someone there who understands you know what it takes to support people through that journey in the room is very very beneficial because if i was alone in that room listening to these young men talk about you know past traumas or things like that i wouldn't have a clue how to how to support that in the way that Stefan would so it's just really, I think one definitely complements the other really well. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, I love watching that happen um, uh, in the space.
0: Philip, anything from you on that one? Yeah, just, just that the, the
3: experience that <clears throat> Stefan brings as a well-being leader is, is invaluable. Um, and I think it's what truly uh, rounds off the experience of being a safe space um, I think, you know, it's one it's one thing having someone in the space who's like clinically informed in terms of the mental health process, but to have someone who also, in this context, actually looks like them and identifies with references that they bring up and is able to contextualise the experience and provides like safety nets. So like. Going through grounding techniques, I could, I just from an outside perspective, I could see the effect it was having, in such a positive, safe way. They completely trusted Stefan, you know, Um, and and I suppose this is it alludes to the fact as to why this group also exists because there is a massive distrust with medicine, with mental, with clinics, with with even the term mental health and so our aim is just to continue to break those stigmas And uh, i genuinely you know the question is always like how how do we bridge the gap but like i've seen it in so many articles and newspapers and i've been in loads of forums but the reality is you need to get people with relatedness in on these jobs you know it, it, it's it, it's everything it's honestly everything i, I genuinely believe had uh if Stefan's role had been made of someone if it wasn't Stefan, it was someone from an entirely different background he doesn't have the same even social um let let alone even ethnicity um just that just coming from the same type of background um economically um class you know um system wise it, it would have made an entire difference those exercises wouldn't have wouldn't have been a success um and, 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 and what's wonderful also in, in, in Stefan's role is that um, regarding access, whenever, you know, we say to our members, whenever they're feeling a little bit doubtful or a little bit, in, like they, they're in a bit of a spot of trouble or they need some tips, Stefan is you know, consistently available for them. Um, so to meet that creatively, it's like a perfect, a perfect harmony. Like you said, like Stefan said, like both of you said, actually, There are some exercises we do, and I just don't know the word for it. (laughs) But Stefan knows what the word is. Do you know what I mean? Which is wonderful. So,
1: yeah.
0: You are officially the Royal Court's first associate company. How did that come about?
3: Yeah, so it feels nice to be able to like talk about it first time. Um, so I, um, spoke, I spoke to Vicky Featherstone and Lucy Davis, um, the artistic, the assistant and executive directors, um, at the Royal court. Um, and I just told them about what it was <laughs> and what the plans are. So I just said, you know, started a new company with some really close friends of mine. These are, these are the aims and objectives. And actually I would, I expressed an interest in us um like collaborating being involved from any aspect whether it was partnership or having been offered some space and actually it was Vicky Featherstone or oh, both her, her and Lucy actually were like dropped the name like associate <laughs> associate partnership which I I like was like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm we'd be all over that um and so what was really nice is they the challenge to me like a really positive challenge of like go away and actually have a think as to what you want that to be what that means because a lot of places or theatres have associate partners but we don't actually know where it is like it's you know and so for me it was essential for both parties it was essential that it wasn't just about like space because theatres can also hold space but what learning what exchange of learning is is actually happening and so we went away and thought of some ideas as to what that might look like proposed it to them and we were really ambitious in our ideas and actually they looked at them and said this doesn't feel like anything outside of our remit um and then we just continued to not even i wouldn't even say negotiate but like fine line what those things were um and it was a really really smooth process and then before you know it, yeah, we had a, a contract agreement which we signed and then the, the partnership began. So what was really nice is when the project began, we had already really started the partnership. Um, and so that was, it was amazing to have these young men come in to the building for the first time, take them for a tour throughout the building. And then actually explain that this is the beginning of a, a three year journey in this space. And that actually our ambition is that beyond year three, that we don't we know even for the royal court and us we are hopeful that we no longer need the space that we have our own space you know what i mean we, which is really powerful And that we just saw their faces kind of light up and go wow that's a good start isn't it <laughs> do you know what i mean um yeah so that that was that was how the, the associate partnership came around and actually like What's what we're extremely proud of is the fact that actually regarding the Royal Court, they've never had an associate partnership before in their history, in all its history. So this is, this is really in terms of talking about systematic change, the massive mm-hmm. step for the court, um, obviously as well as us as well. And so I really com- commend that bravery in giving this like really new formed company, which like pandemic, um, giving us the keys to the building you know we should do
0: that. well that is because of the strength of what it was that you were offering clearly and and that's Ooh. so funny yeah. right when you mentioned them telling you to go away and you came back with a blue sky plan and they just said yeah, yeah that's nothing Massive, that's right? completely yeah. within that's our exactly, remit like you know. <laughs> what what did you originally offer like I mean, did yeah. you did you think did you think they were going to no, say no you know no? what just
3: just that I um, was on <laughs> that plan uh, maybe, maybe actually in terms of, <clears throat> I mean, I couldn't, <clears throat> these are things that, you know, hopefully over time could be like further announced and developed and there's still raw ideas. But we were thinking about films, like making short films and, you know, having, uh, um, working closely with product- a TV and production company they have there and um, ideas of like massive celebrations and like, you know, shows and all these kind of things. Um, that, in terms of like knowing the practicality of the building um, and how they usually work, does it fit? And actually, the beauty is that what we're offered is really different. And they they have green lighted it because they're like, yes, we're embracing difference. We're embracing like
0: tearing up the structure that's existed before and starting fresh. Shinubi, have you ever worked with Royal Court before?
1: No, never. That that was my that was my very first experience with, with the Royal Court, <clears throat> which I was very grateful to have. Um, and like Philip said, be, knowing that we're the first associate company in history for them was just even more. Yeah, it just it, it, in it, in what's the word? Sorry, it heightened that feeling of um, of just you know we're we're part of something that's even bigger than we could have even imagined. So yeah, that was my first first time being connected to them um, at all.
0: What was the first project that you went into then, um, and how did you go about recruiting? Did they already have young people in mind? Did they already have particular groups within communities that they thought, you know, these young people need access to a provision and actually tribe you'd be perfect for this. Shouldn't be. Oh, I
1: heard he's <laughs> So how we recruit for that was was mainly through social media. Like I, I I worked with Philip to sort of um draft up a, a timeline of, of what needs to happen and when and all that sort of stuff. Um f- firstly deciding what exactly it is that we want to provide, um, you know, workshops-wise and, and what we want that to entail, what the themes might be. <clears throat> sorry um and things like that and they're determining when uh, you know how we need to get people in how we need to um recruit these y- these young men but it was mainly mainly social media just putting putting those shout outs out um asking people to refer people that they know that might want to get involved um and things like that and it kind of just it 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 kind of just worked itself out in a way which was which was um amazing but also quite like oh wow like you know, all these people, we, we were, we didn't expect necessarily to have to not turn people away. We never turn people away, but, but, um, having to say, okay, not this time, but stay, you know, stay within our, um, our reach, keep in contact, we'll keep in contact with you. And as soon as we do this, another project, you'll be one of the first people we, we come to. So being in a position where we're actually having to do something like that was very, you know, you know, inspiring, um, but yeah, that, that's that's essentially that's essentially it. And then obviously working with Royal Court in order to uh, you know discuss when and and times and and things like that. Um, and obviously with all the rest- with all the restrictions that were kind of still in place at the time, not restrictions at all, um, as opposed to uh, just uh, ways of ways of um, um, just making sure that things are safe in order for people to come into the space and things like that. So just negotiating. Um, or discussing uh, how that would work because obviously we were still in the time where if if one person gets pinged then the whole thing has to shut down and all that sort of stuff so so just managing those sorts of things and just keeping in in communication with the team as well as about you know what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve as well at the end of it um, and what those outputs will be how we gather those um um that, that data or or the the feedback and things like that, and yes, we did ask the participants for feedback. But even I wasn't prepared for the way that they would feedback to us. Because yes, they all sent their videos and it was all lovely, but the 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 depths of, to which they went to and how how detailed they were about their experience, I even I wasn't prepared for, um, and was very um, touched by that really. Um, but yeah, just it was just. Social media and its powers <laughs> uh, it, did it, it did its thing, um, but obviously the team behind that were, were, were enabling that as well, so
0: yeah did those outcomes align with that initial pitch, Philip? What were the goals of this initial project?
3: Yeah, I, I would say the goal the goal was to see if if, if, if what we're doing is working. Um, I think there was so much planning. That went into it, and like we we had attempted to maybe do it earlier in the year, and to do it on Zoom, and and then you know, and then actually that did, didn't quite work out, and it, we're really glad it didn't quite work out because we realised actually the physical experience is is what wins. Um, I think if you know touch wood that you know we end up we don't end up in the in a lockdown again. If we were to, I think now we can make it work, but I think it was really important to begin with that we were in a space. And so the aim was just to, yet yeah, provide um, a theme to explore uh, during, you know, joy. Joy was something that just kind of, was, was just something that's been on our mind a lot. And I think in, especially in a year that hasn't felt that joyous, <laughs> a chance to reflect and connect with that feeling again, felt really important. Um, and so, yeah, the aim was to uh, run for three days and, and having day four being a sharing. Um and and just see how that goes, really. But we were so overwhelmed by what was made by day one, we had realized the skill set level that they have within them. Not that they had necessarily explored it yet, but we were like, wow, this is a very high level and standard of work. And so after day one, we were kind of all turning to each other, going, okay, when this is done you know, there seems to be material that we probably need to try and develop within this year. Um, and so that's one of our like new challenges, like, wow, this this project, this thing is much, you know, this is much bigger than we imagined and anticipated. And so we're now trying to respond to that need mm. of it, of, it, of of expanding everything. Um, so we'll be having an away day really soon, like just combing through the year because I think the year is going to look completely Different. I think we thought it might be a much slower start and mm. each step as it comes, but I think we need to, you know, we realize we really need to get
1: going. <laughs> yeah, they're,
3: they're, 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 they're really hungry. They're yeah. really hungry. They
1: are, which um, is lovely, yeah.
3: Do you know what I mean? And, and so, yeah, that was the aim. And so since we've been like offered loads of, like we've been taking them to, to theatre shows, keeping them engaged as much as we can. Um, no one's dropped off or fallen away. Um, because they're really invested, and so yeah, we're working really closely due to just a, an amazing success of a of, of a program.
1: Yeah, they've got that group chat as well that they, yeah. they they're quite active yeah. within as well, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um. Because I think some of them they've never some of them had never met each other before as no, well. So honestly. having that, you know, this is what it's, it's what it's about as well yeah. is like is you know forming those forming those bonds and yeah. and developing new relationships as well. So Absolutely. that's really nice as well
0: were there any surprises in relation to the insights that you got from the young people like did they react to your work how you expected or did things pop up along the way that actually you weren't ready for or expecting
2: um i I wouldn't say so um I think I was the 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 part. What got me most surprised was that the young people were ready to open up and go so deep, so quickly. I didn't anticipate that at all, at all, at all. I I didn't, I didn't, I did not anticipate. They, they a lot of some of them shared some really deep and personal things that um, I think it reflected the quality or the way in which we tried to work with them, that they felt safe enough to share. Um, I, I, did, I didn't expect that. I did that. There are a few stories that I'm, I, I, I'm talking to a team about, and I, I just didn't really expect to, but in terms of the actual content, um, no, but that's more just because of maybe my background. Um, uh, but but the, I think the other thing that, I did, that did strike me is how, how strong One thing we really spoke about is that we really, we want tribe, of course it being the name to be about forming really strong bonds, but it, it it was still a surprise just how strong some of those bonds were. And from what I can see still are, um, and, and actually we feel like particularly with this last group, they will go away and have their quote unquote tribe, um, Like they've been going to each other's birthdays, like they're doing stuff together. They're interested. I've seen some of them have been acting together and stuff. So it's like, wow, this is actually, and they didn't know each other. And they're like, wow, this is, this is crazy because you can see on the socials a sustained um, kind of engagement um, between the group, which is absolutely what we wanted. So that that would be that definitely did surprise me. I don't really, I don't, I don't remember observing taking a new group together. And after a handful of days, I, I, I've never, I've never seen it. I, never,
1: yeah, I can agree with... Oh, sorry. Wonderful. No, I was just saying like, I'm, a, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with Steph. Um, I wasn't necessarily surprised with what was being said necessarily. It was more so them being comfortable enough to share the things they were sharing with us so soon. Um, and for me as well, literally watching what we're about what tribe is about unfold right before our eyes like they were sharing what they were sharing through a creative medium um, expressing themselves through spoken word through rap through what what have you um and sharing such deep things literally by day one day two and it was just like okay we're already there and yeah that was that was quite yeah like Steph said I wasn't prepared for that at that stage Um, I thought maybe that would come later not even in that project necessarily in that first project maybe in a future one once they you know you know felt more comfortable with with who they're working with and with us and things like that but to know that they were that comfortable that soon um was was quite yeah yeah pleasantly surprising
0: what sort of concerns or opinions did the young people share with you were there any commonalities between what they expressed
3: yeah so, there were a few themes that popped out um I, i've got some i don't know steph if you had some too um but a few a few of the kind of the headlines that popped up were like um especially when we spoke about pain um how pain has led to joy um so one of one of them had spoken about um a very current situation when they they which we did we didn't know when they um one of them sadly stabbed last year um which which was one of the things that popped up another person there were quite a few themes about like fatherlessness that had come up as well um and also also heartbreak actual heartbreak within relationships was something that was in the room which i was really like impressed with how courageous it is to speak about those things in front of not just people, but other young men, you know what I mean? And mm. being brave enough to take the front foot, yeah. I, I
2: definitely thought the ones on relationships, I was, that, I was like, okay, I, I think I thought, okay. Cause this is, it's one thing to talk about, um, this, the, the stabbing incident, for, exa- for example, is really, really painful um traumatic, but in terms of the social context, is you know, I've been stabbed. Do you know what I mean? It that that you know it carries us it can carry a social weight, um, rightly or wrongly. But to open up about your vulnerability within relationships, again, in a way that can make you feel disempowered. Um that you know, you have to show a level of vulnerability and weakness to the whole group. Um I've I really thought, yeah, that's that's powerful. Like for you, and and actually, I was quite surprised that even that was to bring that story to the front of the table. Like there were just so many layers to, to to why I thought that was important, and um, to even reflect that that's actually the number one thing. Maybe not; it may not have been actually the number one thing, but it's clearly one of the main things that's been on your mind um, in said given time. Um, like it's easy. To forget what is important to diff, to people at different moments in time, even the things kind of around fatherlessness. If you think about the stereotypes, um, particularly, you know, amongst black, um black black people around the lack of fathers. Now, if you strip that the stereotype, sometimes you can kind of think, well, oh, you know, that, that might have been the case for your whole life and you should just get on with it, you know, get on with it. And actually it's not as simple as um. Just getting on with things these are these are these are real issues that it, it, we say we want things resolved it's not always about learning how to resolve an issue there are some things that we can't resolve but we can learn how to or develop uh ways to manage them more positively um yeah. sorry go on for,
3: oh, i can see it's a really good point because with those things that are maybe not solvable, still those topics are things that are universally Mm. relatable. relatable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. so so being able to, when uh, some of these stories were brought in front of like Royal Court staff, we could see the connection to these stories, to the feelings of fears and worries or sadness. Like these are things that we all feel. And so it just to just to extend that point, really. It was so like beautiful to see that extended commonality. And that is what we are about. We are literally about stories connecting people, connecting groups that are maybe maybe distance because of society or try to distance us. In in story being able for us to all see each other from all walks of life. All types of backgrounds, all types of ethnicities, but being able to just connect as humans. That's that's our goal that's why that's that is solely why we exist.
0: Yeah. Could I ask off the back of that and this is a little bit of a loaded question here. So just bear with me while I try to articulate this right. Shinobi, could I ask what do you find are some of the challenges if there are any challenges of working yeah. with an all male demographic? as the only female in the company? And I hate that question, but I think it's an important question to ask. <laughs> as a female practitioner, how does that shape your approach yeah. to working with those young men?
1: Yeah. No, it's, it, is, it's a, it is actually a good question because obviously I do not share the same experiences as the young black men in the room. So, I, so there is already I don't want to say i don't want to use the word divide but there is already that thing of like i don't i don't know your your experience what you've gone through i can't share that however for me personally i didn't have a second thought when it came to being involved with this because it is in line with what i am passionate about it is in line with um i do want to be a part of 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 the change that we are trying to bring about and it's about finding my own way within you know within tribe and what that means for me but also allowing the space for these young black men to to be and do as they as they need to do within tribe. I think a challenge that I I kind of face um within it is knowing or you know, when certain things come up in terms of like, oh, there's a workshop that, that uh, wants to be delivered in where wherever, you know, wherever, uh, for these young black men, it's like, okay, that's probably not my area. I can't go to a group of young black men and talk about, you know, the experiences of young black men and, and things like that. I That wouldn't be my area, but I am still part of something that is providing that safe space for them to, to express themselves to, um, you know, I still want, as a young black person, for, for for people that look like me in whatever way to, um, to elevate, to progress, to express themselves, to go on and live their lives with the tools that we're providing them with. So I, I definitely feel like my place within tribe is valid. My place within those spaces are valid, but just in a slightly different way. And it is enlightening for me as well to... In, in return, have more insight into that young black male experience as well. It just helps me understand males in general as well. And just, um, I see it as, a, as an enriching experience for both parties, basically. So I, I, I definitely think it's a valid question and one that I've asked myself a few times in this process, but I, I do recognize where I am still valuable, if that makes sense, and how, and how it's valuable for me in return. Um, so yeah,
0: I know it's a weird question, and it was really, really difficult to phrase. It is,
1: no, but but it's but it's valid. It's definitely valid. Um, but even beyond being a female, I think we were we've had conversations as a team as well. It's like we don't necessarily have to be a team of black people. Like if the team should eventually grow, it's not the criteria isn't you must be you know you must be black, you must be this, you must be that. You must share the passion. You must share the vision. You must share what it is that we're trying to achieve. You must work. You know just be passionate about working towards those goals that's the criteria if you happen to be an older white female you happen to be you know it doesn't it doesn't matter as long as you share the same um uh visions but I think in terms of when you're getting really down into you know certain discussions I think it's important to have um other young black men in the room but if people outside of that criteria in the room as well and the participants feel safe enough to still share within that, then I think, you know, there's, it's, it's not to say that those people can't Mm -hmm. be in the room. Um,
0: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So what is next? 2022 Tribe House Theatre Company. What have you got going on? Yep. These are questions that, (laughs) these are the big
3: headline questions we're trying to address in our way day. Um, what, what, well yeah, we've got Yeah, we've got we've got a plan. We've got a plan. Um
1: Yeah, in then in, in, in
3: part of the three year partnership we've got like we've got the steps um as to what's next. Um I can sort of give you the headlines, like the bigger the bigger headlines. So the aim um this year is about establishment. That was the key. Being able to meet with a group um as regularly as possible, providing work, college everything that they're doing in their lives. To, able to, to be able to frequently meet um, at the Royal Court and, and again, develop their skills further, uh, enabling that they're able to tell their story and absolutely like max out that capacity uh, as much as possible. Um, so yeah, just, just and that it, a part of that involves us taking them to theatre shows, allowing them to learn um, other aspects of the trade, allowing them to meet artists along the way. Um, year two as uh, when we have a bit of a shift towards mentoring. Um, so allowing ourselves as members of staff to be mentored um, by people who we look, look up to as well as um, active members in Tribe House having mentors that come in and are able to like enrich them with 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 their story, their journey, um, and us being able to collate like to collect their stories ahead of making a production which is the aim in year three to do a co product Well, we are doing co-production with the Royal Court. Um, but in between that, uh, we have to do like a jamboree celebration, which is like um, a, a social gathering of hopefully 50 plus young black men and being able to like have an intensive week of gathering more. Like Our aim is just to keep gathering, starting tribe groups and gathering more groups until we eventually become one massive group. Do you know what I mean? Um and, and and to also expand into doing educational work as well. So being able to hopefully visit schools and like develop the the young men that we have into leadership roles too. So that we have those who are members eventually running workshops or beginning to do further writing or develop pieces and all that kind of stuff. So um those are some of our like headlines. Um, so those are like our next focuses, um, but our way day is is very much focusing on this year, now that we've got this amazing piece of writing, um, we plan to just initially share and sort of move on to the next thing, just work out what, exactly what we do with that. Um,
0: is that part of the Payne's Plough partnership? So
3: that's, so that's a whole other thing in itself. So the Payne, yeah, so the Payne's Plough partnership um, was our first partnership, which was really exciting. Um, so I'm direct. Uh, I've been directing a play, uh, which has just started this tour called Sessions, uh, which is about a young black man who goes to therapy for the first time. So, like the perfect opportunity for Tribe House to get involved on in something that's extremely close to our hearts and and, and our company. Um, so we have made workshops, um, based on the play whilst it's travelling and touring across the UK, uh, that explores the themes in the play. And from that, uh, so we have workshop content in terms of we're working in uh, at the moment. I know it's uh, Brighton, um, uh, and there's also some other venues up north that we're going to, and more will grow. But um, wonderfully, um, Stefan put together like a, a well being um, digital pack that's going to go to schools um, and other community groups for them to further engage with the play and really unpick the themes in in, in in much more depth actually and like talking to th- uh, to some things like isolation, um and and, and and other other heavy themes that are existing throughout the play, which has been is we've just um got the sign off and which we we'll now be enrolled in schools, which is really exciting and massive for us um to be able to like spread our work regionally.
0: But what an opportunity, right? Just to raise your profile and especially a piece that explores similar themes to the work that you're delivering as, as part of Tribe House. What are the best ways for people to get in contact?
3: Yeah, so um, starting with social media because that sent, tends to work best for us. And I think that's also part of this kind of new way of communicating and just new styles of practice. Um, so uh, Tribe House, spoke with a Y-T-R-Y-B-E. Um, we, we get called Tribe a lot, but it's Tribe. Um, but that's but fine because it means they're engaging. Um, but we're, we're we're on Instagram. You can always drop us a, D, a, a DM, a direct message. Um, we're on Twitter as well, Tribe House um, is also on Twitter. So you can always drop us a message and we'll always reply. You can al- always um, email us as well. Um, it's info at dot uh, uh, .org, sorry, .uk. Um, so that's info at uk. And that's for any inquiries. There's like a list, whether you wanna to speak to us about partnerships, whether you wanna make a general inquiry um, or, or or anything else. So you, you, people are always welcome to, to, to email us um, if they wanna speak about anything. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're really up for meeting new people uh, and, and, and further connecting.
0: And just to ask Philip, do you take workshop bookings? Like if people are interested in getting you out on site,
3: yeah yeah so we take workshop bookings now um officially um <clears throat> and so Payne's Plough was a wonderful kickstarter to us rolling out workshops but yeah we take um we take it for educational settings so um if there are any groups similar to uh the type of group that we specifically work with um please give us a give us a call um and we can always negotiate um yeah how, how best workshops might work whether it's like a one-off workshop, we can do that, whether it's something that might be termly, we can do that, where we're really um, adjustable to the need um, of the groups that people may want us to come in and support.
0: And I'm sure that there are going to be so many schools and theatres that want <laughs> that want your company and want you guys in working with young people in their communities. Um, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for your time this afternoon. Philip, Forever an inspiration, um, you know, and it's 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 an honour to to have you as a colleague and a contemporary, Shanubi. Stefan, thank you very much. It's lovely to meet you, and um, just yeah, thank you. Th- thank you for your time. Thank you, man.
3: We've, we've not done this before together, so it's a really it's the first time we've ever spoken about it. So it's really thank you for providing the platform. Yeah,
1: thank you. It's, it's been really it's been really nice to talk about these uh, these things again. Thanks, it Keeps the excitement
3: thank going. You. Big up you, man. Big up you. For the platform.
2: Yeah, thank you, Tom.